G'day and welcome to the Breaking Through Podcast, where we interview acts current and emerging. This week on the pod, it's a bit of a bucket list pod with Dear Seattle. Bray jumps on to talk to us about uh, a picture that we got in 2018 that we didn't know about. And like a version tracks, their one from three years ago, it was the recent anniversary. And um, what's coming up for the band and his trip to Europe. I don't want to bring this up on the pod, but... <laughs> We, um, I was in talks with your management last year, mm. and um, you, you, you guys were like super busy, and then I sent another email. They're like, oh, message is back in October. I message back. Oh, dude, that's it. You just got to go direct to the source. Yeah, I'll mate, if, if, I knew, if I knew it was that easy, um, <laughs> definitely would have done that. Now, I usually go with an icebreaker, but I'm not going to do that, but I'm going to send you something right now. Mm, and okay. I just sent it to you, so if you can open that bad boy up for me. On Instagram? Yep. Okay, sick. One sec. Oh, dude. When is that from? 2018. I completely forgot about that photo, and then my mate in the photo um, brought it up. And I remember that. No, I think that was my first time ever in Sydney. Uh, oh what really i I, where was that is that it is that at the metro i think so and you were supporting hockey dad i believe oh dude what a photo i know right (laughs) i remember that i have no idea who the dude in the background is (laughs) he looks like such a gremlin um but like he's found his place in history (laughs) yeah literally um but but that's does that say 2018 i think i remember that night yeah i remember that night quite well because i hadn't um i think we that was when meadows um like i'd recently found it my mate had recently found it and then i remember that night where um you were um you were playing a new song and you were trying to get us to do the lyrics like the na 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 na, na. <laughs> and I was like, "Dude, I'm so pissed. That's how I sound normally talking." And you're trying to get me to, <laughs> trying to get me to do lyrics as well. I just thought that was hilarious. But um, I was I was oh, thinking, I was thinking back of like, "Fuck, that dude's about to finish uni, all that different type of stuff. He doesn't know what's going to happen to him." What do you think when you kind of see that photo? What do you think of that, Bray? Oh man, it's so funny. Like. I I look back and it's like I look so young for mm, one time. just like clean faced and yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like dude I barely even recognize you um but man it's crazy I think like I kind of wish I was that kid because I was just like lapping up actually being able to play shows and I probably didn't know that there was going to be a few years of absolutely nothing coming up <laughs> yeah so true but, <laughs> yeah <laughs> so he's living the dream uh but man at the same time feels good to be where we are now and just kind of like moving on to bigger and better things. So. I remember because I was living in Bathurst at the time and um, we drove in to see Hockey Dad because I'm pretty sure that's like around when the album came out and that was like the album tour or something. Yeah, um, I can see there's the Hockey Dad lanyard around yeah, my neck. <laughs> yeah, and it was like, I remember leaving that gig and going, I'm pretty sure everyone went harder for Dear Seattle. Like you guys fucking killed it that <laughs> night. And that's, I think that's the only time I've been able to see you guys. Um, was that the all ages? Oh, fuck me, mate. I have no idea. I'm not sure. Because there was one, um, and we still have the video up. I think it's on like the highlights or something. Um, and I like, I, we were playing Freak. We were covering Freak by Silverchair. Mm. And uh, there was a bit like towards the end where I was like, oh, fuck it. I think it might have been one of the last shows of the tour or something. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to crowd surf and just like jumped off. 
into the crowd and as I was about to jump I just remembered it was the all ages show and everyone in the crowd's like 16 and I was like fuck am I just gonna crush everybody right now I'm just like well I'm halfway through doing this now so I can't really like change my mind oh. <laughs> just like but smashing well, three okay. kids oh mate yeah, that would have been good to start the career see, if you check out the video you can kind of see like my head goes down and my legs just like stick up in the air. So oh. There wasn't the strength that I was used to, but uh, <laughs> it still kind of worked. I mean, everyone would um everyone would see you as like the lead singer as Dear Seattle as well. But um, how we kind of um, got this set up is um, listeners of the show would know that I was um, we're doing events now for Breaking Through and we needed artwork done. And you messaged the pod. I had no idea that um, you did that type of stuff, but then you managed bands. Um, you do cinematography, you do all that type of stuff. Is there anything you can't do? Have you thought of something and gone, fuck, I'm not brilliant at it yet? Or I'm fucking shit at cricket. That's <laughs> I love it how you went side, straight right? to cricket. <laughs> <laughs> it's hell, like, dude. I always think back to it. It's like a, a thorn in my side. Uh, just thinking back to the one season of cricket I played, I probably got, I, it's like a, it's, it's funny. My brother actually said this to me at the time it was during the season. I think I'd gotten like six or seven ducks and I was like, woeful, I was shit at batting. And I couldn't even say that I was a bowler instead. But my brother was like, mate, you got so many ducks, you could start a farm. I was like 14 years old and I was like, you bastard, that's going to stay with me. That that would cut deep. And that's honestly, I'm not... I'm not incredible at cricket either. Um, So I feel your pain. But something you are incredible at is music. Um, So I want to talk about the Meadows. like bringing bands on like you guys I was talking to Spacey Jane the other day um and they were like about their big song they're like oh like with feeding the family they want to change like this little thing or this little thing we wish we did that do you have Mm. any type of feelings towards Meadows or is it just like you think it's perfection or it's like fuck I wish I did that oh man like it's it's definitely not perfection I feel like it's kind of perfect for like where we were and what we were about at the time and like raw it, it feels like, you know, it's like if you get a tattoo or something when you're young and it's like, it's not the best tattoo and it's not like the coolest thing ever and it's not something that you're going to be happy about for life, but it is just like that perfect stamp of like a period in your life. So yeah. I feel like to me, that's kind of what the Meadows is. Like off the top of my head, there's nothing I'd really go in and change, but I think that's probably more to do with me just thinking that if I was to go back and change every little thing about every song that I've written whenever I want to, I would just lose my mind. So I feel like I need to finish it and just move on and let it be what it is. Yeah. I don't, I don't mind that. Maybe when you're like 50, 60, you're like, fuck, <laughs> we could, we, we could have done this. We could have got yeah. you know, maybe fucking 7 million streams instead of, you know, a couple million. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. How much does that suck? Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now, Another 20 bucks from Spotify. <laughs> oof, mate. You, <laughs> inflation. It could be 25, yeah. mate. Oh, true. Um, now, um, we, we spoke about before how I tried to get you on 
last year and there was one particular reason I tried to get you on last year and that was because mm. you were kind of stepping on my ground and doing some podcasts um, <laughs> and we had a lot of the same guests and I thought we could like you could come on and we could just you know t- talk a bit of shit on the podcast and mm. you like you did yours really differently like live streaming it which I thought was um, an interesting way to go I hadn't thought about doing it like that um, mm. so you were in the Sydney lockdown as well yeah Yep. Yeah, fuck, I was, yeah, I was, I was in that as well. That wasn't fun. Um, <laughs> nah, definitely not. Why, why the podcast? Because it was quite good as well. So just add that to your fucking resume. Yeah. Um, <laughs> why, too. why were you, you know, just wanting to have conversations like that? Yeah, like funnily enough, it's exactly that. It's wanting to have those conversations because I think as a musician and like when you get to, I guess, the stage that DS is at where like we do tour regularly and like we get to play festivals and stuff like that you start to make friends with all these other artists um that you kind of see eye to eye with and like you're inspired by their music or whatever it whatever it is they do creatively um and I think like some of the best friendships I've made are with other people in bands and like I think it's just a very specific kind of culture that a lot of people outside of music are really interested in hearing about and so I was like for one First and foremost, it was entirely selfish because I was like, fuck, I need something to do on a Friday night, an excuse to drink a beer. Fucking nice. <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, I actually think people would be interested in this and like want to hear two musicians just kind of discussing what goes on behind the scenes and, mm. you know, how much work and effort goes into it and, you know, not try not to like lean too heavily on how hard it had been during COVID, but kind of just eliciting to everyone what it was like for musicians going through that as well um so yeah it was kind of like a self-preservation thing that i was like people might want to listen as well and if they do then sick there's a bit of bullshit because um i was podcasting and drinking at the same time so i was like this <laughs> motherfucker's taking my business model um <laughs> sorry dude yeah plagiarism for sure um and i was just like fuck, he's, get, he's getting on the same guess and it's just good um but yeah i was um the friday night it was just like oh He's having a beer. Why not? Let's let's get a beer out. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was good fun. Do you reckon you'll ever, you know, get back into it, or do you reckon? Yeah, I honestly, I'd love to do another season. I think the hard thing is like, uh, because as I said, I was doing it on a Friday night. It's like you kind of want to do it on an afternoon where people are keen to have a beer, and it mm. like kind of loosens everyone up and stuff as well. Um, but when we're not in lockdown every artist that I know really is going to be playing a show and it's just going to be the hardest thing to organize to get them on for an hour on a Friday afternoon. Um, so, you know, no, it's hard to organize. No way. You're (laughs) joking. Yeah. October last year, was it? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, fuck. That's flew by. I didn't even know. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's so true. Like some, some people, and that's just because they're super busy. will take, you know, two months to organize or Mm. like I had, um, Sly Withers on, on the last episode organized within 24 yeah. hours um yeah like totally. it's just sometimes it's destiny and then sometimes <laughs> it's oh mate it's it's, it's ridiculous but um yeah it'd be, it'd be great to see um a, a season two and maybe like a um maybe like before a gig or something you just kind of mm. have someone in and you know just in person because i haven't been able to do an in-person interview for a long time um yeah definitely that'd be so, sick actually let's yeah. do it let's team up mate let's go i'm down um <laughs> Now I've I'm in I'm in this stage where it's like like aversions this year especially um, have been fucking incredible. Um, mm. But the three is it three year anniversary of the special two?
funnily enough, I'm, I'm not sure how quick you were to see the post when we put that up, but originally I put it up as the two-year anniversary. Uh, no, I, 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 I wasn't like, too quick on that back, one. <laughs> I looked back and I was like, I definitely just can't count, can I? I saw 2019, I was like, yeah, that's two years. Mate, then, we're... Like, 19, 20, 21. <laughs> oh, fuck, it's three years. And so, yeah, uh, it's apparently three years um i still reckon it's two i wish it was two i'm pretty but... sure that's the rule anyway didn't we aren't we doing double 2021 yeah i'm, I'm pretty yeah, sure that's yeah, what we, we said just cut that it's fake it yeah i'm pretty exist. sure it's actually yeah it's a it's fake i don't remember it happening so it didn't happen um yeah. <laughs> now when when i get pissed and i go to kick-ons and like aversions like they always come out um hmm. the dear seattle one amongst a, a select few others are always talked about as you know, one that stands above or it's like, oh, how did that, like, how did they think of this? Like that type of stuff. Why do you think like that one is kind of set apart from the hundreds of other like versions? Oh, dude, I'm definitely the wrong person to ask. I feel like in my opinion, I listen back to it and that's probably the one where I'm like, uh, I'd love to go back and change some things about that. But I think that's more to do with the fact of it being live and not having the chance to go through the whole mixing process and all that kind of stuff with them. It just kind of gets put up. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I guess like if I had to take a punch on it, it's probably just to do with the fact that um, at least from the feedback I've received and heard from people, uh, it's more the fact that we just really made it our own song um, because, you know, obviously the original song, it's a ballad, it's played on piano, it's one vocal. Um, it's very like stripped back and I guess melancholic in a way. Uh, but we were like, all right, let's just pull this all apart, look at exactly what the chord progression is and just kind of use that. And like, that's the only guidance we have. And then just write our own song using that chord progression as if it was a completely new song rather than trying to, I guess, stick too closely to the original. Um, and yeah, I think just in that, it kind of pushed it into a direction where it sounded like this upbeat, I guess, driving track that gave a whole new feeling and emotion to what, she's singing about missy higgins um and even uh, like i don't know if you saw but that she like tweeted afterwards saying like oh my god i like i never would have imagined this song yep. uh sounding this way and that was incredible like i i can't begin to explain how insane it was to hear that from her directly but i think yeah it's it's just that shock factor of like oh this is the last thing that i would have expected this song to sound like but it still works mm. it's um I'd love a bit of like a version tennis to go on and just be like Missy Higgins, get on to a Dear Seattle song. Um, no, no pressure, but we fucking killed this. So it's your turn to kill it. Um, I, th I think that would be good. But like, like a version, I think it's the best thing in Australian music, to be fair, especially this shit like Fireflies um, by Great Gables, incredible, Death by mm. Denim, Harry Styles. Um, yeah, I think like sick. six out of my top 10, like top 100 votes at the moment are like a versions. Um, totally. So I'm just so in that phase right now and I don't know how long it's going to last for. But do you have a favourite this year so far or one that's kind of stuck out to you? I, I did love that Death by Denim one. Uh, that was pretty amazing. And Such great lads too. Like yeah. they're, oh, really? they're, I've never met them. They're but... the podcast dads um, yeah. for, for us. They are fucking great blokes. I really enjoy them. So it's like I just felt like my dad was getting a new job and... <laughs> It, it, it was yeah. good. And his voice is incredible. He, he fucking killed yeah. it. Um, so that was really See, good. that's the thing. I, I see all these other bands, like, nowadays doing their like a version. I'm like, this sounds so good. Like, unbelievably good. And then I listen back to ours. I'm like, is this just because, 
like versions have gotten better overall or like are we just not that good <laughs> i don't know what like what point it's going to get to hey like um the holy holy one this year as well um that was mm. like how using two mics and just like holy holy incredible yeah, totally. as well vocals are always great and it's just i don't know how good we're going to get um but yeah like I'm, i wonder how much production goes behind it in terms of the bands like actually because i don't know like just from our perspective all we did was like get in our usual rehearsal room and like play through the song 400 times to try and <laughs> play it tight there wasn't really any like production consideration or anything like we didn't go in we just used whatever amps we thought might work so i guess maybe that's it is like bands are maybe taking more time to mm. really go through everything with a fine tooth comb so once they get in the room it's just a matter of recreating what they already have uh, your next one, if, well, when you guys do go on again, I know it's going to happen. Hmm. If you could just do Untouched by the Veronicas for me, that would be fucking incredible. <laughs> oh, um, dude, that'd be a fucking heaver. Oh, fuck. That'd be so good. Now, um, Has anyone I, done it? No one's done it. No one's done it. Um, like, fucking gold nuggets sitting you, you can credit me on that one when you do it and it gets <laughs> yeah, like 10 million sure. streams. That's fine. <laughs> I won't take any. I'll just, I'll just say I was the, you know, I influenced a tiny bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> now the reason I had an ulterior motive getting you on today. Um, mm. now my birthday was June 17th. Oh, dude. What was supposed to come out yeah. on June 17th? The album. The I finally album. had a birthday to look forward to. <laughs> dude, and then so you've just, you've just taken that away from me. Nothing um, up. I've, Mum tried to come into my room because I was crying so loud. I wouldn't <laughs> let her in. Um, oh, what? Sorry, dude. G- give it to me straight. What was? When did you know that it was like fuck? This is th- this isn't going to come out when we want it to. Ah, uh, I don't know exactly when we found out, but it would have been within the like two weeks, three weeks prior to it coming out. It was really last minute. Um, and yeah, it was shit honestly it was like the worst news because we had kind of geared everything up and we had everything planned and we kind of had to then change all of our plans to fill the next couple months because um in two weeks i'm literally going to europe for two months um and so the plan was to have the album out get to do like a month worth of like press and Mm -hmm. events and all that kind of stuff to kind of kick it off and then i could go away and like things could kind of settle and we'd just kind of keep things ticking along while i was away Mm -hmm. uh but yeah unfortunately vinyl ended up having delays and so we kind of figured we could release the album on that day and just do vinyl later but i don't know i think us as a band and as like music fans and collectors of vinyl ourselves and all that kind of stuff we just figured you need to have that thing in your hand on release day and there's such an energy around like people sharing like videos of them listening to the vinyl, like getting mates over to listen to the vinyl, like all that kind of stuff. So, so crisp. It's so yeah. crisp. Yeah. So we're just like, oh, fuck. Okay. We just got to push the whole thing back. And unfortunately, I think the delay was only maybe like four weeks or something. So mm-hmm. only a month, but we had to delay it two months because obviously I had to be around to be able to do a bunch just, of press and everything to do with it mate first world <laughs> problems you know having oh, to no, release mate. an album that everyone will love but can't do it because i'm in fucking europe <laughs> yeah oh no, no. um yeah, after i um guy, hey. after i wiped wiped away my tears and stopped throwing up i did understand why um so that does make heaps of sense but let's get into the most recent one feel the way but you won't keep singing. No, 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 no. 
you guys love putting na 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 na's in your guys' tracks? Like it's yeah. it's just a signature dear Seattle thing. Um, now I like this, but I need to know if it was before or after. It's about having a brain cleanse. I struggle to do that myself. Was this written mm. before a brain cleanse or after? Because that clarity could, you know, be a bit different. Yeah, I think it's kind of it's about like needing to just reset and kind of like rid yourself of pressures that you put on yourself and funnily enough like you mentioned we love to write like na na na's and all that kind of stuff which always tends to be backing vocals and obviously like daytime tv is probably the main one that got popular and kind of established that as a thing that we do more like frontally um and for a while we didn't really want to use this song as a single because of that we, we were like kind of worried about it rehashing the same territory and uh kind of feeling a bit same same but really like the sentiment of the song is directly referencing that Mm -hmm. um, because it is all about, you know, putting added pressure on yourself and feeling like you have all these expectations that you have to live up to that are just completely unattainable. Um, And just learning to be aware of that and be able to rid yourself of that is so important. And uh, one of those things was, it's almost like tongue in cheek and a bit um, like self-aware in the way that the na-na-na's are put in almost as a direct reference to daytime TV as like this song that we've released that's become popular and one of our, I guess, most energetic to play live from like a crowd perspective and all that kind of stuff. Um, It kind of touches on that feeling of like, fuck, creatively as a musician who's trying to make this his career, I really am like caught in between of like wanting to move on to different things and, you know, keep striving to like be better and create more interesting music and that whole mentality of like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I think it is a bit of like a, it's a direct reference to the da da da's with nana na's instead <laughs> to kind of be like, you know, you kind of setting yourself in your old patterns um, and just rehashing the same thing because it's comfortable when really you need to refresh yourself and move on to bigger and better things. I do like that. And that, that like, <laughs> I wouldn't think that because I don't think mm. that when I'm listening to the tracks, but like your explanation and the reasons and how you do it, that obviously makes so much sense. Um, mm. Still a great track. I love na na na's and da da da's. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. I was like, fuck you. Yeah, we still get to na na na. Mate, it's, it's, an, it's, an, it's an itch you have to scratch. And that's fine. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, upcoming plans for the band i know there's an album coming out you go into europe um fuck you um but <laughs> next six months like what's how much you're gonna you know kind of unpack that when you get back from europe yeah so at the moment we're kind of like deeply into the stage of just getting everything planned for when i'm away so that there is still stuff going on uh, in the next couple months in the lead up to the the album which is obviously september 2nd last question it's hard but super simple i find um you've got until eleven fifty nine, december 31st it can be musical or it can be personal i prefer personal but it's up to you um what's that one thing you want to do this year can be as dumb as shit or it can be like super hard we've got marathons we've got surfing cooking is there something in europe you want to do is is not dying an answer <laughs> Um, i got got like a a pretty not gnarly it used to be gnarly but it's getting better but phobia of flying and so like i've just been 
planning this trip around Europe and then all this touring and stuff afterwards and everything. And I just can see the list of flights building up and my panic is just going like, oh, shit. Do, do you get um? Do you get real bad motion sickness? I used to as a kid, which yeah. I reckon is probably part of it. Um, oh, mine's so bad. Know. Yeah, you get it as well. Anything like I get it in, if I'm not driving... And it's like a thirty-minute drive. I'll be sitting in the like sitting in the passenger seat, going like, "Fuck, please finish!" Like I just, just can't. counting down the minutes. Yeah, literally. And then when it's like you think it's been thirty minutes and it's been like two minutes. Oh, that planes. Fuck, I'm throwing mm. up before I'm getting up before I'm getting on the plane. <laughs> just thinking about it. Um, so oh, I'll, I'll I'll take I'll take not dying. Although that Is seems. That- <laughs> It that seems like <laughs> that seems like a bit of Mission Impossible. If you're um you know going to Europe, that's like what a fourteen hour flight or something. Yeah, I so, reckon. Nah, it's more. It's like twenty five hours in total. Uh, fuck. To get to fucking Barcelona. Just just go on a cruise, dude. <laughs> just go on a cruise. I'm just like, yeah, I know. I'm just like, fuck. I just eat like fifteen sleeping pills and just hope that I get weekend before before I- it takes off. You're already out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'd be the ideal. Um, I mean, yeah. If you we'll um, see how I, go. I I haven't gone overseas yet, literally for that reason. But if if there's anything that works for you, let me know. Um, just so I can sleep the whole time. But um, hope the album yeah. goes well. Um, vinyl will be incredible. I hope the trip in Europe is awesome. You fucker. Um, <laughs> but uh, thanks for coming out, mate. Really appreciate your time, dude. Thank you so much for having me. It's awesome. To keep up to date with all things breaking through, make sure to check out our socials.